0: Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast episode 94. Today we are going to be doing another Inspired by the Runes series, so it's just going to be me. But before I jump into that, let me go over the station news. Of course, if you want to check out my website, feel free to do that. And you can do that at Hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. There you can find the podcast link, or the RSS rather. You can find my email. If you had any questions or concerns or show ideas feel free to send me an email and you can do that at Podcast at gmail.com um before we go on i wanted to remind everybody to check out steve's book which you can find on amazon and there will be links in the description you can also check out my book which you can also find there at amazon and it is just going to be me today uh next month i'll get on with steve again but i wanted to do another one of these inspired by the runes so let's go ahead and jump right into it so today i am doing algas which most simply is protection protection especially defensive fortifications is what i have on my website my website is like the very most simplistic one-line answer for the runes, just to get a start. Um, there's another rune poem, and I'll have these in the show notes as well. That I wanted to read. What was it? Anglo-Saxon rune poem. So that's one of the three, like original, most important rune tome, Rune poems, and it says ale the Sedge. and I I looked this up because I didn't know what it was. Eol Sedge. and it's um. It's a type of plant, actually, and I guess it grows in, like, marshy areas or whatever. It's called elk's edge these days, but what's important about it is it has, like, really sharp, jagged edges to its leaf, so you'll cut yourself when you try to harvest it. I guess it used to be used to thatch roofs, roofs, like on your house, but it's really arduous to harvest because you'd cut yourself all up when you're doing that, so... Explaining that because it's important, let me read this. The ale sedge is mostly to be found in a marsh. It grows in the water and makes a ghastly wound, covering with blood every warrior who touches it. So basically it hurts you when you try to touch it. And that has a lot to do with the meaning of this one. So algis is protection, but it's a Passive protection, if you will, is the idea of setting up fortifications rather than actively doing something. Oh, what would you say? Rather than actively protecting yourself, it's more like the ideas of setting up fortifications. And if we look at it in the rune poem, remember we had been talking about all of this stuff where you were like doing something, putting your will into the world if you want to look at it in the like magical way, then you can do that. But you've, you've made a connection with the world tree. You've affected the world in some way. And now the most important part is to make sure that you do things to protect yourself because you sort of open yourself up when you do stuff like that, when you connect to, like, the world tree and things like that, you're also sort of opening yourself up. So algaes or protection is something that would also be really important to have. And that is, again, like a defensive, setting up wards-type protection, which in the whole scheme of what we're doing here, it would be important to come this place. But there's a lot of other places that algaes or protection... Is important. So again, I'm not so much going over the runes. Uh, quickly, of course, I am. So we have context for what I'm talking about. But I'm just talking about things inspired by the runes. So runes. So I'm kind of going to talk about that kind of protection for a moment. Because sometimes when you think of protection, you're like, well, what do I need to do to protect myself? I need to learn how to fight, perhaps, so I can. So in case somebody attacks me. I can do something to protect myself, and that's really good. Like, if you want to take some sort of fighting classes, I totally suggest it. Um, I think it's a great thing to be able to do because it does let you protect yourself more. But I don't really think that's what this type of protection is, so much as when you get home, you lock your door, for example. You know, it's something that you do more passively, so people can't get to you. Or in a more extreme example, it would be like if you're scared that, I don't know, bears are going to attack, you might put a bear trap. You know, you might put some sort of trap out there which would keep people away. Or, or the classic thing on like castles and stuff, you have the big defensive walls. That's sort of the alga's type of protection. Or barbed wire is actually a really great example. You put barbed wire up so things can't get into your fields. So there's two, things, two ways you can think about it. If you have animals getting in your field, you can do something active like sit out there with a shotgun or a 22 and scare the animals away or shoot them or whatever, depending on the animal. If it's something endangered, you wouldn't want to shoot them, but you'd want to scare them away. Um, whereas something like barbed wire is more passive. You put it up there to protect yourself, and then you don't have to actively... Be there. You've got something to protect yourself. And I think that kind of stuff is really important for us to do in our own life. But I also think it's really easy to forget. Like most of us have life insurance because I mean, most of us have health insurance or dental insurance and eye insurance because of our jobs. Some of us aren't lucky enough to have a job that provides health insurance, or maybe it provides really bad health insurance. And that really sucks because health insurance is expensive, especially when you do it as an individual. But most people don't really have to think about being prepared and protecting their interest in the health insurance thing because it just comes with whatever job. And of course, the people in other countries, they'll be like government health insurance, so they don't, have to think, they don't have to worry about it either. So we're not usually thinking about that one, which would have been a great example if it's something that everybody went out and bought. But one that you, know, you don't legally have to own, and a lot of people don't, is like life insurance. That's something where if you want to protect... And this isn't physical protection, of course. This is like financial protection. If you want to financially protect your family, maybe you go out and you get life insurance. You know, in case something happens to you, they'll still be protected. And that's probably a good thing. I feel like it's good to have life insurance. It costs money, though. And, like, you never get paid, which sort of s- sort of stinks, because, you know, if it's paying out, you're necessarily dead. So... You will never see that money, but your family will, so, like, it's worth it. But I think a lot of those, like, protective things and looking out for your self-interest and your family's self-interest in a more passive way like that is kind of hard. Like, I didn't have life insurance for ages. Um, I finally did get it because I realized if I died, it would be really bad for my wife and kids. Uh, but... Yeah, it's just boring because you don't see anything inherently good about it. Like protecting yourself and doing things to make you safe doesn't have a, a tangible thing that you can really see or feel. or And, and it's kind of hard to motivate yourself to do it. A- another thing that you think about is like security, right? I don't know how complicated everybody's passwords are. I hope they're good passwords. I hope they're all like... 15-digit pseudo-random passwords, but, you know, there's going to at least be a few websites where that's not the case, because it's hard to do good security. Uh, maybe a password manager is a good compromise where you only have to have one password, but it's like a really, really good password, but you only have one, because the password manager does the rest. But, um like, what do you do for security? Because there's so many things that are annoying. Like, if your system hasn't been updated a while. Windows sort of forces you to update unless you're on XP or 7, but maybe Linux. You're like, oh, there's a new security vulnerability, but I don't want to update. I'm in the middle of something. I don't have time. Do you take time to go out and update? Or if you're on Windows 7, do you spend the money to upgrade to Windows 10 so that you have um, that ongoing support for security vulnerabilities? And that's one of those things where if you don't take the time, and I mean businesses deal with this, as much or more than people, if you don't take the time to set up those um, security measures, you don't take the time to, like, update your system or have good passwords, then most of the time everything's still fine. Like, if you have a bad password, most of the time you don't get hacked. If you don't upgrade, update your operating systems to or your servers to the most up-to-date software, most of the time, you're fine and you don't get hacked. So it's really hard to be like, okay, well, let me do all of this updating, which is a pain, for something that might happen but probably won't. And think about a business, like their poor security teams, like their, um, right, their security teams, they're asking for all this stuff that they want to do and they're trying to justify their existence. And from the CEO, he's like, Well, like, uh, we've spent a million dollars on you guys and you're asking for another million dollars, but what, if, what do you have to show for it? And I was like, Well, you weren't hacked this year. And then the CEO's going to be like, Yeah, that doesn't really translate into profits. I wasn't hacked last year before you guys existed either. And then you know, you've got this thing where it's very hard to motivate yourself or your company if you're a CEO let's say to like do the things to keep yourself safe because it's just so easy to be like I'll probably be fine but then also that's probably a really bad idea that's actually definitely a really bad idea because you know one day you won't be fine one day if you're a company one day you're going to get hacked if you don't invest in security if you're an individual and you're using bad passwords one day you're going to get hacked it's 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 not a it's just a matter of time thing, but it's also really hard to like motivate yourself to do that. So, yeah, that's really kind of a difficult thing, this whole like protection and spending resources, because we all have limited resources, right? And it's hard to spend this time and energy and these limited resources of ours into protecting ourselves. If that's our time... Like updating your passwords and your software, or if that's like actually money, like life insurance or a CEO paying their security department, proper wages, it's hard to justify. It's hard to tell yourself like, "Well, just in case I better like be ready, so I'm going to spend all this time being ready." But I think that's something that we really need to do. It's so easy to forget to do that, but I really think that's something that's important for us to do. And we see some of those warnings even in the Havamal, where Odin is talking about, always carry your weapon. Well, what happens if you don't carry your weapon? Most of the time, nothing. Most of the time, you're fine. And he says, always be wary about what might be around the corner. Well, what happens if you're not? Most of the time, nothing. Most of the time, you're fine. But, you know, there are those times that will inevitably come up at the worst moment when you're not prepared and then like there's nothing you can do. And it's just like the nature of life is that such a small moment of time can make such a huge difference. I mean, especially in the days of our ancestors, but also today, you know, if you weren't being careful one day and your enemy took advantage of that. And, you know, if if it's a war, especially, or even if it's just, like, a thief, like, what if somebody just kills you? And, you know, that that can happen, especially if you were somebody to travel, who was traveling a lot, rather, as Odin was. Odin traveled all the time. He had to be extra careful for stuff like that because it's just, like, one moment of letting your guard down, and then if, if that's the wrong moment you let your guard down, uh you know, that might be the end of your life. And then, that's terrible. It's just such a tiny moment can make such a big difference. Or, you know, today we have more things like identity theft, where people will sometimes make such tiny mistakes, and they'll only make the mistake once. You know, somebody will, a scam artist will call them, and for some reason they answer their phone. And you know, most of the, because you hear these stories, it's like most of the time the person would not give out their social security number, because they know that's a scam. But for some reason, they did. And I've heard this, or I don't have anybody who's been hit by it directly, fortunately, but I've read articles where you'll hear, like, the interview with the person who had their identity stolen, and they'll say, like, the person called, I gave them my social security number and password, and as soon as I hung up the phone, I knew that I made a mistake. But like you can't go back. And like they're right they do the right things most of the time, but this one thing will happen. This one time your guard will be down and then you know like they get their identity stolen and it's a nightmare to get that back, from what I've heard. So that's why you have to always be vigilant. It's hard to always be vigilant, but it's one of those things that you have to do. You have to like always be vigilant, always be on the lookout for for possible risks. In addition to that, you also want to put some, and because of that, because you have to be always vigilant, it. what you really want to do is have some passive protection to keep yourself safe, whatever that might be. You know, yes, you, you have to always be vigilant, but you, you can lower the risk by, I don't know, not going to dangerous places. Um... Because it's always going to be riskier if you're going somewhere dangerous. Like, around the house, you always have to be vigilant because something could happen. The bathtub could fall on your head. I don't know. I don't know what kind of shape your house is in. But there's always things that can happen. But it's way less risky to be at your house than it is to be... I don't know, in a quarry somewhere. Maybe you should, or a construction site. If you're a construction worker, you should probably be there and you probably are being vigilant. But if you're not a construction worker, don't take that way home. Don't like walk under a construction site where things might be falling on your head if there's no reason to do that. Like take a little bit of time to go the long way home. Or if you are a construction worker, wear a helmet. Or if you're in the medical profession, wear gloves. Just do that. Do that all the time. Do these things that keep you safe all the time. So hopefully nothing will nothing bad will ever happen to you. And again, another fine line is you don't want to like take it too far and be one of those crazy people who is like constantly, neurotically worrying about everything. I mean the most common example is like germaphobes, people and I mean some, we germs can kill us, right? So we really do want to be careful about that. But on the other hand, we don't want to spend so much time protecting ourselves that we're not living our lives and we're just living in fear. But I guess that's the weird thing about protection is you don't want to protect yourself because you're scared of dying as much as you want to protect yourself because you want to stay alive or you want to keep living. And it seems like just saying the same thing in different words, but I think there is a difference in motivation. I think you should want to protect yourself because you like your life and you want to keep living and you know you want to do everything you can to make sure that you don't die. That's the healthy way to look at it. I think if you start making decisions because you're scared bad things will happen, that can have negative consequences. You end up you end up being a lot under a lot of stress if you're like, oh, I might die, I better do this. I might get sick, I better wash my hands. I might have a hammer fall on my head, I better wear a helmet. You start getting stressed out about things because you're always scared that you might die. Whereas if you're like, well, I wash my hands because I don't want to get sick, I guess, and that's just proper hygiene and that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, oh, well, I'm at the construction site. I'm a responsible person. So I wear a hard hat or I work in the medical field and I'm a responsible person, so I wear gloves because that's what responsible people do. It keeps us safe. There's all sorts of good reasons to do it. The science shows that that increases our chance of living. That doesn't seem so stressful. It seems like you'll have a better life if you live that way, thinking like, well, this is what responsible people do. I do it because it keeps me safer. That thinking doesn't stress you out where I'm going to die, so I better do all these things. Maybe I'll avoid dying for one more day. That gets really stressful. So the thing about protection and protecting yourself is it's definitely like a fine line to walk because it's so easy to just be in denial about the dangers in the world and not protect yourself at all. And that's not good because, you know... You're not wearing gloves and you're in a medical profession. You might contract some terrible disease. So you really don't want to do that. But on the other hand, you don't want to be in constant fear that you're going to die. So balancing that can be a little bit tricky sometimes. But on the other hand, um, I think it's definitely a balance that we should look for and watch out for. And again, some of these things, you know, will just become habit. And then they don't seem so bad. Like if just all your passwords, when you make passwords, they're relatively secure, let's say. You get in the habit of that, then it's like, okay, well, this isn't actually so bad. It doesn't take all of my time worrying about how someone's going to hack into me. It's just when I make a password, I know that these are the things I'm going to do to make it relatively safe, as an example. Um, Or... Or I know that I work in construction, so I just always wear my hard hat. You don't think every morning oh, I might die. You're just like, oh, going to work, put on my hat. So I don't think protecting yourself... I, I think the goal of protecting yourself would almost to be to have most of that stuff be a thing you do by habit, so you're not like constantly thinking, I'm doing this to protect myself, nearly as much as you're thinking about it, like, this is just my habit, and then you're not thinking about how you're going to die any second. It kind of leads back to this whole, like, being okay with your mortality, too. Um, Because you want to be okay with your mortality. Like, have you figured out where you're going? Have you figured out what the afterlife is all about? I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you have, that makes it a little easier to be okay with your mortality. If you have, maybe you have enough. You're like, well, I know the gods are real, and I know there's some afterlives out there so I'm going to one of them. That's not very precise, but maybe that's enough. Or if you're just like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm a good person, and I know that I've done everything I can. So when I die, um, I'll be gone, but my memory will live on, and my friends and family, so I'm okay with that. If, If that's what it is, whatever it is, whatever lets you be okay with your own mortality is really important, because... You don't want to. You don't want to be in a case where you're hoping you die, because that's a little morbid. But you don't want to be in a case where you're terrified of dying either. Because again, if you're protecting yourself out of fear, I really think... That can be bad and that can be really stressful and unhealthy for you. But if you're protecting yourself just because you're like, well, I like to live and I'd like to keep doing it, then I feel like that can be a lot healthier and it's a lot easier to do that if you are comfortable with the fact that you're going to die. And you know, there's probably people out there who think they will never die. I don't think that's really healthy either because, for one thing, it's not realistic. Everyone's going to die. I mean, We don't live in the science fiction future where we are immortal. So you're going to die. It's just everyone's going to die. That's going to happen. And if you just think you're not going to die because you think some science is going to come around to cure whatever ailment you have, or if you think that secretly you're a robot sent by the space aliens to spy on humans, whatever it is, you're going to get to a point where you're going to realize that's not true. And it's probably going to be on your deathbed when you're dying in the hospital. Then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this thing that I said wasn't going to happen, now it's going to happen. How am I going to come to terms with that? How am I going to come to peace in the like two days I have to live, or depending on what you're dying from? And that can be really hard. And I, so I, this whole, there, are, I don't know. There's an argument that there are some things you can ignore and they will go away. But your mortality is not one of those things. Like, you kind of have to come with ter- come to terms with that. Or at some point in time, you know, if you try to deny it, at some point in time you're going to realize it's true and then that's going to be a really traumatic time for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think everybody struggles with mortality. That's one of the things, as a species, we've been struggling with for the beginning of time. Like, what happens when you die? Is there a soul? And I I think everybody has different ideas about this, and I don't think that one idea is right and one idea is wrong. I think you're allowed to... Well, I mean, I guess I think one idea is right and one idea is wrong, but I think that you're allowed to have whatever ideas about it you want and there's many different and healthy ways to approach being okay with your mortality like one approach if you just want to say i've lived a good life and when i die i just cease to exist but that's fine because my legacy lives on in my children I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I think that's a totally cool way to be okay with your own mortality. I personally think that we have some sort of soul that survives death and our will will continue on into an afterlife. But that doesn't have to be what you believe for you to be okay with dying. Even if we just cease to exist, we, we do have our children um, so or or our friends, or our family, or whatever. I have kids, so that's where I go. We have our, we have somebody who's going to carry on our legacy, and in that way, part of us really does continue on, going forward in the in the world, making changes in the world through the people that we've affected in our lives, and then those people, of course, they'll eventually die, but they'll affect other people. So you know, there's sort of this like accumulation of all these different people's. Actions that are affecting the current people in the world. My ancestors, who died thousands of years ago, their actions are still affecting me today because their actions affected their descendants who affected their descendants who, uh, so on and so on, until it got to me. The world would be completely different if even a single person didn't exist. So, in that sense, like we are always part of the present, because our actions make a difference, and we are our actions, we are our deeds. So in that sense, we all live on in a non-spiritual manner, I suppose you'd say. Uh, but then in addition to that, I do think that we have souls and we live in on that way too. But you know, everybody's going to be different there. Um, my point is, there's a lot of healthy ways to say, like, I understand that I'm going to die and I'm okay with that. But I do think that we should get there because otherwise, especially as we get older and thus closer to death, we start getting more and more scared and our actions become more and more out of fear than out of more healthy emotions. So, yeah, that's one of those things that we really want to be careful of, like when we're talking about protection and self self-preservation is like, why are we trying to protect ourselves? Why are we trying to live? Is it out of fear? Is it for a better reason? Anyway, um, I think if I go on, I'm just going to start rambling a bunch. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up now. So Basically, ALGIS is all about protection. I think protection is really important, even though it's something that you can definitely easily overlook and not do. I think we should definitely take the time to try to make sure that we are doing responsible things to protect ourselves, but not out of fear, out of more healthy emotions, like we just want to continue spending time with our family or whatever. So anyway, hope everybody got something or the other out of that um thank you very much for listening i am going to wrap it up uh remember you can check out amazon for steve's books the links will be in the description or mine the links will be in the description and check out my website which you can find at www.hugenhoff.org. that's h-e-g-i-n-h-o-f.org there you can find the rss where you can subscribe to the podcast we come out monthly so it's easy to forget but just throw that in your favorite podcast listener app and you'll get it every month so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next month fra hell